episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. So, anyway, so anyway, for, for this episode, I want to talk about another movie. Hmm, what movie should I talk about? Well, well, lives are flashing before my eyes because um, I am definitely thinking back to a film that I saw a year ago. And it's actually considered to be one one of my uh, best movie theater experiences because I went with a with a boatload of people from my uh, from from my university, Eastern Illinois University. And I'm just gonna say this right now: it's the Batman. Okay, so you all are probably wondering why I'm this excited to talk about the Batman. Of course, flashing back to my um, flashing back to my theater experience. Well, it was because. Um, like prior to doing this, uh, prior to doing this podcast, um, about a year ago, I went with a with a lot with a with a few of my buddies from uh, WEIU TV and radio. We all talked about going to see the Batman film, the the Batman film that came out in two thousand twenty two of last year, the one that stars Robert Pattinson as Batman. We we really wanted to go see it because it looked so good. And promising at the same time because when the trailers came out, that trailer had promise. We and we wanted to go see it. And boy, oh boy, did we love this film! I loved this film. Well, I wouldn't say. Well, I wouldn't say it's one of the best films. I mean, it is a great film, but it's also one of the best films to come out of 2022. Plus, one of the best Batman films. However, the the Dark Knight still holds the the record for being the best Batman film in my own personal opinion. So, anyway, anyway, to be and to be honest with you, I didn't really expect another Batman film despite, you know, the pre, you know, despite the um the DC extended universe having its fair share of flaws, particularly with a Ben Affleck's Batman, to which in my opinion, I I like Ben Affleck as Batman despite what he was given in terms of the writing and of course going into a different direction because uh, Ben Affleck was originally going to direct a standalone Batman film while also writing, producing, and uh, and starring in the film role itself. Unfortunately, the, the, the direction alone changed and, and there were diff- now they had to switch out the director and actor. Matt Reeves is the director of the Batman. Of course, he also wrote and produced the film alongside with Robert Pattinson, starring as the ti- as the title title character, the Batman. Plus, when the film came out, when the film came out, despite the um, you know, despite all the <laughs> the despite all the delays that happened because this was filmed during the pandemic, the Batman premiered on 
on March 4th worldwide. While well, it had its first premiere at the Lincoln Center in Manhattan on March 1st of 2022, the film became a commercial and critical success, grossing over $770 million against a $185 to $200 million budget, making it the seventh highest grossing film in 2022. Many, many critics praised the performances, the, the musical score by Michael Giacchino, cinematography, including the direction and editing, of course, the visual style and action sequences. Despite the story, you know, this. The, the story itself got, uh, let's just say, heavy. It was loaded. The story was loaded. And, and that, that, of course, includes the runtime. The, run, the running time for this film is 2 hours and 56 minutes. That is just basically 3 hours of watching the Batman. Although, of course, if you've seen this in theaters, it's definitely over... It's over three hours to say the least, <laughs> but it was it was worth it was worth the watch. It was worth seeing, especially especially when I especially when thinking back to when I was with some of my buddies from WEIU TV and radio. It was it it's a memory that I'll never forget. It was a it was a fun movie experience, and on top of that, just to say this, this is my second. Batman film that I saw in theaters. The first one being The Dark Knight Rises. Now the second one, The Batman, and literally great, literally so good, so good. Now, um, so now going going to break down the film. I will I will say I will say this. There's definitely a lot going on in that film. So so yeah, let me break down this film. So the film opens on Halloween night. The the Gotham City mayor, named Don Mitchell Jr., is murdered by the Riddler, a masked serial killer who is known for riddles. With the and and the film is having the character being written as a Zodiac killer. So yes, so yes, like like right out of the gate, there's the there is a murder, and this is basically the Riddler killing the mayor. Now the Riddler is is played by Paul Dano, who does a fantastic job playing the character. Now, I will say this. Jim Carrey still holds a place in my heart for playing a good Riddler in Batman Forever. Because, like, let's be honest. Like, the Riddler in Batman Forever does does riddles, but he, he, was, he was funny, zany, and awesome at the same time. Say what you will about uh, Joel Schumacher's Batmans, like Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, but you could definitely tell that they, they went a different direction in those films, but at least with Batman Forever, it at least tried to do something new. But I liked, but I still love Jim Carrey's portrayal as a Riddler. Paul Dano's portrayal is is very good too, although I still prefer Jim Carrey in my own personal opinion. But that's just, but that's just that's just my own opinion on which Riddler that I like. Now Paul da now Paul Dano he's wearing a he is wearing a completely different costume like it's all it's still it's still a green costume like he's got the mask too he's his mask covers his entire face which gives in a very creepy vibe too like like he's basically like basically he's playing a uh, zodiac killer and that's like the vibe that i got from this film particularly for the riddler so anyway the riddler used a um, what appears to be a carp 
carpet lifter that has like a little that has a sharp blade at the very end to kill the mayor on the head multiple times and cover his face with duct tape. So yes, not only did he kill the mayor with the with a carpet lifter, but he also stealed his entire face shut, which is basically suffocation. Now, mo moving forward into the city of Gotham. By the way, this was also filmed in this. Th this went back and forth between other locations, but particularly, particularly London, and part particularly Chicago, and of course other locations as well. Bru Bruce Wayne, who has operated for two years as the vigilante Batman, played by Robert Pattinson. He is narrating for the very first time. Now, this is actually a nice, a very new detail that I like. Like, this is like, this is something that Bat Batman is doing. Narrating. And I, and I really love that. And I, and I like that. And I really like that Batman's narrating his own, like, his own experience as Batman. Like, he goes into the night to stop crime. While, while also, you know, while also, you know, getting, getting his own licks in i should definitely say so anyway batman goes up against a group of thugs at a subway station who are trying to be up a a civil a civilian on the sub on the subway and of course you get this you get the leader the thug leader acts batman once batman steps out of the shadows and i really love how well love the way how batman is being built up not just from the narration, but also from the musical score by Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino has collaborated with Matt Reeves before, particularly on the second and third Planet of the Apes films. But also he, ha but also he he has done multiple superhero films as well, mainly Doctor mainly Doctor Strange, the Tom Holland Spider-Man films, even The Incredibles too. But this one. This this one, the Batman goes to to a whole nother level. Like the music that Michael Giacchino has in this film sounds a lot like Darth Vader's theme because be, because he did he actually because he actually wrote the score for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So that was actually a nice little callback or Easter egg, I should say. But literally, the music in this really builds up Batman's character because when Batman walks out of the shadow you still hear the music then you get this thug leader who looks who looks very similar to doug walker from channel awesome <laughs> and he 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 asks batman but how are you supposed to be like he he goes up to batman about to swing his what look what appears to be a machete but batman just punches the guy over and over until he beats him to a pulp and batman just says I'm vengeance. That is the first line that we hear from Batman. I know, yes, and the na the narration is basically Batman, Bruce Wayne, but in my opinion, Batman, just Batman in general, on screen. This that was his first. That was that were his first words that we hear. I'm vengeance. Particularly a callback to um, a callback to the animated Batman series where you hear where where you do hear the vengeance line as well. So anyway, Batman, <laughs> Batman takes on takes on the gang. He even he even he saves the the one civilian. And of course, um, this w one member of the gang felt very uncomfortable not doing the not doing the attack. So Batman lets him go. The one who is basically his half of his face is not painted, while the other half is painted painted white. 
though that's kind of like a resemblance of Two Face a little bit, but but you know, but you know if you know what I'm saying. So anyway, Batman investigates a mur- the murder of the mayor with the Gotham City Police Department. Lieutenant James Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, discovers a message that the Riddler left for Batman. And of course, if you've seen the movie, you know what the the message of the Riddle is. What does a liar do when he's dead? He lies still. So yeah, so yeah, that's the, that was basically the first riddle of of the film. Now, in case you're all wondering, the film really focuses more on the detective side of things rather than, you know, the action that Batman does. Because in the previous Batman films, there was a lot there was a lot of action rather than de- being a detective because Batman is is inspired by the 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 way Batman was written for not just the films but also the comic books was inspired by Sherlock Holmes because Sherlock Holmes is a detective so this is where the inspiration comes in for Batman being a detective and I like how this film goes more into the detective side rather than just you know Batman being Batman the action but but it does but there is still enough action for Batman in this film so the following night, the Riddler kills a com- com- Commissioner Pete Savage and leaves another message for Batman. So, so anyway, so the uh, so Batman and Gordon discover that the Riddler left a thumb drive in Mitchell's car containing images of Mitchell with a with a woman at the Iceberg Lounge, which is basically a nightclub operated by Oswald Cobblepot, also known as the Penguin, and crime boss Carmine Falcone's lieutenant. So in case you're already wondering, Oswald is being played by none other, none other than Colin Farrell, who, in my opinion, is actually, who, in my opinion, plays plays a very good Penguin, all under that makeup. And of course, Carmine Falcone is being play, is being played by John Tutoro, who does a fantastic job as well. Now everybody in this film does a very good job in this film. I will say this. Everybody, all the actors do a fantastic job in this film. I like Robert Pattinson as Batman, although he—I wouldn't say he's my favorite Batman actor, but he is definitely up there as one of the best Batman actors. So, anyway, so anyway, so so anyway, anyway, uh, Batman goes to the goes to the goes to the iceberg lounge. He meets up a he meets up two he meets up with two twin bouncers who warns Batman that hey, be careful. Hey, be careful! You don't want to get your soup. You want to don't want to get your soup messed up with blood. And then Batman just says, "Mine or yours." <laughs> it's just so funny. And Batman just beats up the bouncer twins. He goes into the into the nightclub, beats up a bunch, beats up a bunch of uh, beats up a bunch of henchmen. One of them has a baseball bat. He holds a one of them has a baseball bat in his hands, and it's it's just a funny gag. And and I love how Batman uses the uses the bat to smack to smack a couple of 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 the of the guards or henchmen and of course oswald cobblepot comes out and, se- and sees batman and says whoa 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 take it easy sweetheart you're looking for me <laughs> so yes yes batman find batman was looking for the penguin so there so yeah there you go <laughs> so basically so basically, Batman and Penguin have a conversation when Batman notices Selina Kyle is there because somehow Selina Kyle works at at the club as well as a waitress. 
When it, and then when Anika disappears, Batman sends Selina back to the iceberg lounge for answers and discovers that Savage was on Falcone's payroll as District Attorney Gil, as is District Attorney Gil Coulson. Now, of course, um, with Selina Kyle, Selina Kyle is being played by uh, Zoe Kravis, who, funny enough, voiced Selina Kyle, aka Catwoman, in the Lego Batman film. So that's another Easter egg. To, to let you all know, because because Zoe Kravis played Selene Kyle, Catwoman, in two different Batman films. One in the Lego animated film, and now the 2022 film. By the way, yes, uh, her mask in this film, yeah, is basically a ski mask in this film. I mean, the mask speaks for itself to you know how, <laughs> how cheesy it kind of looks. I mean, compared to, you know, uh, let's just say... Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's mask in Batman Returns. I mean, just saying. The, the mask speaks, speaks for itself for, um, for Catwoman. So, anyways. So, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, the Riddler eventually abducts Coulson, straps a timed collar bomb to his neck, and sends him to interrupt Mitchell's funeral. And, of course, uh, Bruce Wayne meets up with, uh, with, the, with one of the running mares at the funeral. So then, so then during the during the funeral's interruption, Batman arrives. The Riddler calls him via Coulson's phone and threatens to detonate the bomb if Coulson cannot answer three riddles. And of course, the answering of the riddles was actually, in my opinion, was pretty funny because of the way of how the Riddler um, just it just go, goes all out with the questions while the the bomb is still going. It's while. Eh, while it is scary, but at the same time, it is pretty funny too. The way how he's like going, how he's going off in these riddles. He's like riddle number one, <laughs> riddle number two. <laughs> okay, don't get your head up in a twist. <laughs> Last one. Like the way how he delivers it, Paul Dano delivers it in a very comedic way. But you know, at the very end, Coulson gets his head blown up after he. Fails to answer the third riddle, especially the countdown that the riddle makes. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh my goodness, it's just crazy. So, yeah, so Batman wakes up at the Gotham City police station when, um, when they almost, when one of them almost takes off the Batman's mask, mask, and somehow, and then of course Batman escapes the escapes the police by you know gliding he he flies he's he flies his way out of the station and meets up with gordon so then so then they wanted to find out more information so they they decided to go up against the penguin or should i say oswald cobblepot that leads them to basically a drug deal so basically the oswald cobblepot's doing like some some kind of drug deal with some of his men they discover that Maromi's operation transferred to Falcone with many corrupt officers involved. And of course, a car chase happens. And I'm just going to say this right now. The entire car chase with the Batmobile and uh, Oswald Cobblepot was the best scene, in my opinion. Because I haven't seen the Batmobile since, you know, Justice League. The Justice League film. And of course, seeing the Batmobile again sends 
shivers down my spine. I mean, my goodness, it, it looks awesome. It really looks awesome because the chase itself is, is cool. And of course, it, it happens in the rain, and I'm pretty sure they used uh, some locations in Chicago to get the chase. But at the very end, what made, what what makes this this the chase my favorite was the final shot at the end where the penguin crash where Batman stops the penguin. He walks. Batman walks with Batman walks with fire behind him. Like you see the fire in the background. The music is going. The camera's upside down. You see him walking upside down. That's my favorite shot of the film. To say, to say, that was my favorite shot. And of course, he captures the penguin. So Batman, the penguin, and Gordon have like an, an interrogation, and the penguin just goes all out, it's like screaming about this whole, this whole riddle because the Riddler left another riddle. And of course, they thought the answer, they thought Batman and Gordon thought the answer was, "You are El El Rata Alada." And the penguin was like, "What? What are you talking about? It's La La Rata Alada." You know, a rat with wings, you know what it sounds like? A freaking bat! Of course, I mean, the penguin's also a bird, too. So, yeah, of course, the thing is, penguins don't fly. But I love the, 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 the I love the last quote from the penguin when he, that he says about this world. Wow, look at you guys, world's greatest detectives! He says that in front of Gordon and Batman, and... To, and, and it's literally the funniest line in my opinion because you know Batman and Gordon, they're detectives. To say, they're definitely detectives. It's like Sherlock Holmes and Watson are just standing right there, getting owned by the Penguin. Sure, they do leave the Penguin behind, and while he's all tied up, he tries to waddle like a penguin too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Batman and Gordon follow the Riddler's trail to the ruins of an orphanage funded by Bruce's murdered parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne. They learn that the Riddler holds a grudge against the Wayne family. Bruce's butler and caretaker, Alfred Pennyworth, played by Andy Serkis, who in my opinion does a very good job playing Alfred. I mean, he's not in the film for he's not in the film for the entire time. I mean, he's only he was in the beginning, and of course, uh, the, and of course, going into the scene where he. He, he almost dies. Like, he, well, he gets blown up, but he, he but he doesn't die in this film. He, but he doesn't die because Alfred was hospitalized after opening a letter bomb addressed to Bruce. The regular leaks evidence that Thomas Wayne was running for mayor before he was murdered, hired Fal Falcone to kill a journalist who was writing a story about Martha's family history of mental illness. So Bruce confronts Alfred who maintains that Thomas only asked Falcone to threaten the journalist into silence. And Thomas Wayne planned to turn himself and Falcone over to the police once he found out Falcone murdered the journalist instead. Alfred believes that Falcone had Thomas and Martha killed to silence them. And yeah, basically, yeah. I thought it was, I mean, in the, in the, other, in the other adaptations, don't forget, I mean, it wasn't really Falcone, it was somebody else. I guess it was someone that Falcone sent to kill Thomas and Martha Wayne. So, yeah, I, Joe Chill was the one who killed Batman's parents, and I believe that was the man that Falcone sent to kill Bruce Wayne's parents. So, basically, yeah. So, basically, yeah. So, anyway, Selina Kyle reveals to Batman that Falcone is her father, 
and that he murdered her mother because she found out that he was the informant. She tries to kill Falcone, but he, he overpowers and tries to kill her. Batman and Gordon arrive in time to save her and arrest Falcone, but the Riddler shoots him shoots him down with a sniper rifle moments later. By the way, the the um the whole there, this is back at the ice at the iceberg lounge, and Batman fights off the henchmen in a very cool way in a very cool in a very cool very cool way. Like he marches he marches in, but he also got the gunshots firing at Batman, but it but it but it deflects because Batman's wearing like bulletproof armor i should say and i like the way how they use the lightning in this film it definitely looks pretty cool particularly for that scene when he's going when he's rescuing selena kyle from falcone so anyway the riddler is revealed to be to be an accountant named edward nashton or for those of you who know who know for those of you who have read the comics knows who the riddler is the riddler is basically edward nigma edward nigma Oh, of course, but for this film, it's Edward, Na it's Edward Nashton. And now he's basically in incarcerated in Arkham Asylum, where he tells Batman he took inspiration from him when targeting the corrupt. I do like the, I, I love the conversation between Edward Nashton and Batman during this entire um, Arkham Asy Asylum scene. Like, they both were talking, basically... Batman solving all the solving the riddles, but somehow there was one piece of the puzzle missing because the mayor, the mayor, because he the Riddler wasn't done yet. He was going to flood the entire city along with the civilians and the and the new mayor. And the and the way how he sings Ave Maria because, dang, it's, it's haunting. It's haunting because. The Riddler is a, is a very haunting character, too. I mean, he does riddles, but at the same time, he is a pretty crazy Zodiac killer for this film. And Paul Dano does a fantastic job playing this character. Of course, at the very end, he does win. The Riddler at the end wins. In, he wins. I mean, sure, he lost the battle, but he won the war. He won the war. Yeah, he the Riddler won the war. So basically, yeah, Batman's got another mission. He has to save the civilians from this entire flood. And of course, the there was another video, a basically a TikTok video that the Riddler did that the Riddler does for attention. Like he sent he he inspires other people, like basically other criminals to take out the mayor, but thankfully Batman takes almost everybody all the all the Riddler's henchmen out. And of course, Selena Kyle helps out, but 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 he also saves the civilians as well. I do like the the part where he where he didn't. I will say well, actually, I will say this: the ending did drag on for a bit because I wasn't really expecting a huge final battle. But you know, sometimes you gotta end it in a huge final battle. Uh, the battle was pretty cool. The cinematography he does get distracting a little bit, particularly. The, the the focus like they the focus is on batman which is cool but everything else was almost everything else was blurred out not not everything but you know i'm just saying so at the very so at the very end uh batman so at the very end batman almost kills one of them but unfortunately or henchman i should say was um what was basically arrested was basically arrested by by jim gordon and of course, Gordon asks the henchman, "Who are you?" 
and then the the, the henchman says, "I'm vengeance." So basically, Batman decides. So basically, Batman saves the citizens of Gotham. So now Gotham has to be rebuilt because everything's flooded. The film ends with you know Batman saving the civilians, rises, rises, um, rises. What appears to be a bat cycle, I believe. And of course, we even get to see a cameo from the Joker. Yes, we get a Joker cameo in this new Batman film. Who's basically, um, should I say, neighbors to say the least. Sell neighbors to say the least with the Riddler. And I don't know if this is going to be a setup for, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's going to be a setup for a sequel. But will the Joker be in the sequel? Who knows? Who, who knows to say the least, depending on where DC goes with with the Batman. But anyway, so there you have it. That's basically my uh, breakdown on the Batman film. Now, for the most part, the Batman is a very good film. Well, not the... not Well, not... Well, it's not the best Batman film. It's one of the best Batman films. I love, I love the performances in this film, particularly with Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright... Paul Dano, everybody else in this film does a fantastic job. The direction by Matt Reeves is very good. Cinematography is is excellent, despite you know despite the the third and final act where it does get a little blurry. But other than that, it's pretty good. Michael Giacchino's score is is excellent. I love his score. I love the music for this film, and and of course everything else involved with this film. I do love like the tone it goes with this film. Like, it really, it's real, I love, like, like, because Batman, like, he's, he's very, he's a very serious character, he's a very serious character to say, because, you know, Batman, Batman is Batman, he, he's basically vengeance, he is the knight, he is Batman, (laughs) and true, yes, there has been other adaptations where Batman has been, you know, the tone for Batman has been more light, to say the least, but for this film, I say the Batman is definitely a very good addition to the Batman franchise. So anyway, what do you all think of? What do you guys think of the Batman? Did you like this film? Did you thought the film was okay? Did you did you not like this film? I mean, I would like to hear your thoughts about this. So anyway, thank you all for tuning into Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, aka Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay positive.